Fire Festival, Fire Fraud. There are two documentaries out, one on Netflix, one on Hulu. Slightly different narratives, but the nuances, the backdrops, everything that embodies these two documentaries, we're going to go over from a social level to an economic level, a psychological level, an emotional level. This is going to get very interesting. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website, it's hangingwithapes.com. Sign up for our newsletter and check out our music. It's audioapesmusic.com and we're everywhere. All major streaming platforms. Before we get into the Fire Festival stuff, I'd like to congratulate the New England Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, six Super Bowl rings. It's awesome. I really enjoyed the game. It was a defensive masterpiece. Just yeah. want to throw that out there. Been a been a been a a Patriots fan since I was a child. Yeah. Six time around, six go rounds. Since you were twisted a kid. But yeah, it, I was a child that never grows old. Oh yeah, twisted a child that never grows old, baby. But yeah, that game, that shit on both ends. Both teams were doing very good defensively. I didn't feel that worried. Just because a closed game. And, well, you actually said this before the show. Who are you going to trust, Brady or Goff? Come on. Yeah. So that that's kind of like, it, it was good, but it just it wasn't trending very well for the Rams. If the Rams didn't, the whole point of having New England score a, very little points is for you to score points while you're keeping them down. You're not going to keep them down forever. They weren't even able to score a touchdown. And that's basically, I think, Goff wasn't ready for the moment. And fucking New England's defense became better every every postseason game until the Super Bowl where they were just like the the most excellent defense you could. Because they stopped two touchdowns. Like, sure, touchdowns. Well, like, I'm not going to say that Goff... His timing was a little off, but still, like if if you look at the replay at some of those plays, where like where the cornerback was coming from to just stop a pass play, I mean you'd have to give it to the New England Patriots. They played their ass off as a team. Yeah, in a defensive struggled game, where well, offensive struggled game where the defense is doing their thing and and stopping points being scored. A lot of times it comes down to like one or two big plays. Yeah. And Man. if somebody's going to do one or two big plays, Tom Brady is going to make that happen. So Throwing it right to fucking Gronk. That kicker too, man. He, he should have been at least the top five for MVP talk because that kicker, uh, the punter rather, not the kicker, the punter, he was doing a very good job of keeping them within the five – yeah, yard line, which which was very good. If you're t- like, if it's a defensive tactical game, mm-hmm. for you to start 
the the other the the the, the opposing team frequently at the five yard line, you're doing a, an excellent job. And it seems like any Super Bowl that has New, the, uh, New England in it, it's always. Have you noticed that like field advantage is very important? Like, if, like if, home field advantage. No, no, I'm saying like field advantage field as far position. as like yardage, yeah, field positioning. Yeah, like it, it's always been a key thing. Like, I remember against the the the, the Panthers. I I think it's important in in every game, like it, it, especially. If we're talking good coaching and strategy, yeah, it, yeah, it, it makes all the difference. And I, and 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 I say that because it, it just goes to show how, like, on every facet, they they have it locked. They they don't make mistakes. Like it, it's so interesting because that's one of the reasons why I enjoy playing you in Madden so much. Because you're one of the few people that I feel that I know truly like understands the game. Of football, because that that is that is like a very good analyzation of the game, and I think that like something so minor, a lot of people don't really take that into account. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and then along with saying that, who you could see has a, um, an amazing understanding of the game is Tony Romo. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Like this guy. Like I feel like when I hear Tony Romo analyzing, I feel like he's like like one of us. Like <laughs> the way he's breaking everything down, and it's hard to find that because, man, like I know so many people, especially people at work, and these are my boys that watch ESPN all day long, and like they're they don't know how to break down the nuances, the subtlety, and the art of football. Yeah, like this yeah. guy does, and like how you and I do. It's like. I I would like to play a play a game of of Madden with Tony Romo. Oh my God. yeah, that shit would be that shit would be a defensive masterpiece. Yeah, because because that that was one thing that I will say that in talking to you and everyone else, when I was talking to everyone, they were more so concerned about how like there was no scoring, and then I was talking to them about like how I told you about the safety. For the Rams, running from yeah, they like, don't they almost don't, blitzing the flat. Like how, they who don't, does they that? don't understand that. Yeah, it's like you, damn. you, you were probably met with like, yeah, what, what are you? Yeah, like, like there was people who were like, oh wow, you know, like, but then there was people that were like, yeah, it was boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just left. Simple shit. Yeah, but 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 definitely, definitely a a good game. But I mean, fucking now, basically with with this Super Bowl game. Now, like Brady cements the fact that he's the Michael Jordan of football in the sense that he has the same amount of titles as Jordan. So, like, yeah. he's a Michael Jordan of football, and then Tony Romo is the fucking Michael Jordan of announcing. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he will be. And it's crazy, though, because some people might say, oh, you're doing too much when you're strategizing football and you're breaking it all down and stuff. But I feel like a lot of how you look at the game of football is kind of how you look at life. And to to that point, I tweeted something last night after they won. Um, it was there was a, a it was a retweet, but I I had commented on the retweet. It said it was by the checkdown, and it said the goat is not going anywhere. And it was just a little clip of the post game interview with Tom Brady. He didn't one hundred percent with all certainty say that he's coming back next year, but it looks like he will be back next year. 
But along with that, I tweeted, I've been a fan since before this team won their first Super Bowl. This sixth ring is a reminder of how the team and the players you root for can serve as anchors when life is a roller coaster. Thanks for making football great for me. Thanks for winning when everyone counted you out. And it is true, like, in the roller coaster of life, it is kind of like a football game, like a, a big, important football game. And there's going to be people that count you out. And how you strategize and how you circumvey the spectrum when when things are, are popping off is a lot like what a coordinator has to do, what players have to do. Yeah. So it's meaningful. It's meaningful. And, and it's it's funny how people might feel like, oh, well, it's just a game. And sure, it is. At the end of the day, it's just a game. But how you look at that game is so reflective of how one might look at life and its struggles and, and everything that it presents. So yeah, I find that interesting. Oh yeah. That, and that was, that was beautifully put and, and, and like the detail, the amount of detail, uh-huh. you know, cause, cause then you start looking at like people who like art or people who like music and break down those things. It's like, damn, that's a passionate thing. You know, something that these people are passionate about. I think it it should be very key to someone to be for for, for their future, you know, right? Like to to be passionate about your future. And if you're passionate about somewhere you want to be or somewhere you want to get to, you're definitely going to explore every intricacy about how to get there and and learn, you know what I'm saying? And and uh I mean, it's true. I mean, like there's videos I I'll, I'll watch like on like stuff when it comes to finances. And the way that we talk about football, they talk about finances. Mm-hmm. One video they were talking about how like money is a tool. Money is like like one of those like uh, civilization games, where like you're putting and, and you're building like this fort here, this fort there, this, and like by the time that you're done, you have a kingdom. Yeah, and that's basically what money is. Like you got to control money and make it work for you. Yeah, so then you can live a better life. Same thing with 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 football. Obviously, not money wise, but like you have to work with what you ha- what you got. You don't have Josh Gordon anymore. Dude's suspended. All right, what are we gonna work with? Okay, cool. We got Edelman. We got this guy. All right, cool. These guys are better than us at this, so we're gonna do this. It's crazy. Like when you break it down, is is really like a philosophy on how to get shit done. You brought up a good point. How they played the Rams would not have been how they played New Orleans Saints. No. And Belichick would have known that. <clears throat> exactly. You know what I'm saying like, okay, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. That's because you're taking everything as it comes, and and you're accepting your circumstances, and you're like, okay, this is what we could do. This is the game plan, and that's really what life is about: is game planning to the next step. I'm constant. here now. Yeah, constantly, it's a constant game plan. And yeah. and sometimes you see that game plan is not working, so you got to change it up. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to the main headline topic of the episode: the real stuff. Fire Festival. Now, a lot of you might have heard of Fire Festival. It's a Netflix documentary. There's a Hulu documentary. The Hulu documentary is called Fire Fraud. And a lot of people on social media and everything, it, you know, everywhere they're talking about it. And so you might think to yourself, well, why are we talking about it? Well, we're talking about it because we're going to break it down from a very analytical standpoint. Last week, I watched both documentaries back to back 
and sure the situation is fascinating like the 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 fraudulent part and everything that that happened with it but there are so many crazy crazy backdrops to this situation that I feel are like headline worthy and people are not really talking about it. And and so that's what you got us here for your pals over at hanging with apes to break it all down for you. But before we get into the, the nuances and the backdrops of it, we're just give you a brief overview of essentially what the situation is. So back in 2016, this guy, Billy McFarlane teamed up with Ja Rule to create this festival that was supposed to be better than Woodstock, supposed to be better than Burning Man, supposed to be better than Lollapalooza, supposed to take place on an island in the Bahamas, an island that used to belong to Pablo Escobar. And it was supposed to be the greatest thing ever, the, the best musical performances, villas and lavish living and beautiful women, beautiful people, beautiful food everything just the best of the best of the best people were paying big money for it and it never happened it ended up being what some might call a scam fraud some might just say that the guy was in over his head we'll break all of that down as we talk about it but some are just saying that it's this is crazy that in 2000 well, at the time, 2016, something like that was even able to happen in, you know, this technologically advanced time that we live in. But it was. Which one did which uh, documentary did you watch first? I watched. Well, a little backstory to that. When you watched them, you were telling me about them and you gave me kind of like the, the blueprint on how to watch it. So you said preferably it'd be better if you watch fire fraud first so i did yeah i watched fire fraud and then and then the netflix one is fire festival right the, and then there's the, like a subtitle along the, the lines of the yeah. the greatest show that never happened or yeah. something along those lines right and because i watched the netflix one first the fire festival one first oh, yeah. and then i watched the fire fraud one and at the end of the fire fraud one you learn something about the netflix documentary that it was like, whoa, it changes everything. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I wish I would have watched that one first. Yes, yes. And it was it was very subtle. Very subtle. Very subtle because when you watch Fire Fire uh, Fraud, okay, so it explains everything in a way where it shows how things really did transpire. And in a, in, 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 with a sort of non-biased, not really slanted, narrative yeah and even fire festival the party that that the greatest party that never happened which is a netflix one if you're not paying attention you could miss it because the way they try and sell it first of all they kind of make ja rule into a way bigger <laughs> part of 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 it mm -hmm. so it's like ja rule and and and, and billy uh what's McFarlane. It? billy mcfarlane that's one thing that i noticed and then another thing that that everyone was completely oblivious of what he was doing now this operation is huge. You know, you're, you're creating a festival. For you to be that naive to not know what he's doing as part of his team, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, like, it's, it's kind of dumb. And, and, and in fire fraud, and, and I'm not saying naive in the fact that, like, you're not going to know everything, you know, and you, you might be in and over, over your head as well. But in fire fraud, it kind of shows the countdown of the days. Yeah. It shows that, that people are starting to see that this is not going to happen. 
right. type of so it, it, the culpability kind of falls on like the stupidity of the people that are working with him like dude how do you not I'm, know yeah like, fall back Get especially there's one thing not knowing if you, the thing is just getting rolling and you're just starting yeah but you're a week out and you you don't know come on absolutely it's it's ridiculous not to mention months in, in the in, in the festival in the documentary it explains that people are giving them kind of timelines like oh wow this is in six months you want us to do something that would take a year and a half to prepare right. to do it in three to six months it's not going to happen right you know what I'm saying you're, you're hearing it from the experts what are you going to do you know yeah now one thing that I found very interesting about this whole thing is a lot of people as I talk to them about these documentaries they're not aware of the Hulu documentary Many people are not aware of the Hulu documentary. I I didn't know about it myself. Yeah, I knew about the Netflix one because they sold the, the they sold the, the shit out of it. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it yeah. about that one, and people didn't don't know about the Hulu. And then and then as I, I was I was telling somebody at work, I was like, yeah, did you uh, check out that Fire Festival documentary? And he was like, no, but I want to. It's on Netflix, right? I was like, well, there's one on Netflix, one on Hulu. He's like, for real? There's two. I'm like, yeah, and the one on Netflix is produced by the marketing team for the festival. Oh, he was like, oh, man, fuck that document. Like, pretty much saying, yeah. like, like, how can I trust that document? Nobody yeah. knows that, though. Nobody knows that, though. So, essentially, what you learn in the Hulu documentary is that... The, the the Jerry Media team, which is the which their I think their Instagram and Twitter handle was fuck Jerry. They were the they were the media they were they were they were the marketing team that handled the 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 marketing for the the festival. Yeah, and they're also the ones that produced the Netflix documentary. And the reason why you learn in the Hulu documentary. Is because according to some of the lawsuits, they're being held responsible and culpable for all these people getting frauded. Yeah. Because one would rationalize how the fuck could you not know about this? Yeah. You're perpetuating and you're putting out this marketing for this festival that there's what some are arguing is there's no way that you can't know that this is not a real thing at, at, at a certain point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Especially as a marketing. Especially as a marketing company, like like as a marketing company, let's say you're doing something and I'm your marketing company. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I need materials to market like videos, pictures. Okay. So we have the early packages of whatever you sent with yeah. models or whatever. Okay. This is to get the ball rolling. But at some point it's like, how are we not communicating? Like how, what's going on that this marketing team is okay with either not having more material and more media to put out there, yeah, or do they do they know? And so what you learn in, in the fire fraud documentary, which for the sake of confusion is the Netflix one. No fire fraud. Fire fraud is the oh no, no yeah fire the, fraud the is the Hulu, Hulu one yeah, yeah. So for the yeah. sake of confusion, I just probably just caused more confusion. Right. <laughs> for the sake of confusion, fire fraud is the Hulu one. Yeah. But but I have a good co-host so that that we cleared that up. Um. They interview a guy that worked for Jerry Media, and he says that he was ordered to delete negative comments 
as as they started sprouting up about about the festival as yeah. the date got closer and closer and closer and there was zero transparency between the people running this festival and the people the, that were buying the tickets and and everything like that what what is that that's ridiculous that's crazy yeah. to say that the if if what he's saying is 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 factual that this media team this marketing team didn't know what was going on yeah yeah and not not to mention like once you kind of realize okay this is not looking good i'm going to remove myself make a public service announcement that we are removing ourselves due to this like a lot of the talent did yeah yeah a lot of the talent did that like blink 182 they were like yeah you know what and they they i think they put it out on twitter or something yeah. yeah we won't be participating in fire festival this and that now granted they they are a million times less culpable than anybody because they're just a hired talent they have no yeah. this is no dog in the fight so to speak yeah. but but even if they have the sense to to put it out there like hey we're backing out of this yeah you as a marketing team should know even better than they would. Yeah, yeah, and and that's to me <laughs> the the one from Netflix seemed. Well, we kind of already alluded that it seemed to be more of a selling what fuck Jerry. I mean, and 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 I don't know because uh, I know that the the director of the the Netflix one. He, he he I think he contacted them to do a documentary but the only thing with that is uh, no matter how unbiased you want to be these people were part of this so you would have you should have taken that a little bit more with a grain of salt you know like okay I'm not gonna I'm gonna take some of their their information but then I'm gonna kind of well, yeah look but into if, it. It, but the thing is if the director of the Netflix one, no matter how how much of a like director you are, if you're being produced, executive produced yeah. by them, you ultimately have to listen yeah. to what they're they're, what they're, saying. they're they're saying. You know, like you, there's certain things that you're not going to be able to put in there. They won't allow it. Yeah, and 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 then it becomes a thing where we're like, okay, were these people? Because it is a very interesting story, right? It's an interesting story. It's it's, it's like. If I saw that, I didn't know about the fire festival, but um, before the documentary. But I'm, I don't really go to festivals like that. I don't give a shit about a lot of all that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll go, but it's not like like there's people who are into that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not one of those people, so I didn't know about it. But seeing that story, and had I known that story, that would have been like, wow, that that would be a very good documentary. Yeah. So I wonder if if was it desperation to try and get to a good documentary you see what i'm saying like who gets to this story first was it maybe like a oh hulu hulu has uh people working and then netflix has people working and then it's like they were so in a rush that they were just like trying to gather who, who would tell the story and let's go you know what i'm saying yeah i what what it i i feel like i just in in the in the the course of logic I don't feel like it would be in Jerry Media's best interest to ever want to create a documentary about this situation. Because yeah. if let's say let's say you and I were involved in something that was totally botched. Yeah. 
and you know we've done we've put our hands in the realm of documentaries we we did a documentary about about our song someone to love we did yeah. a documentary about our song uh till it hurts yep. so we get th- like why one would want to do a documentary and you want to do a documentary based off of a story that you would want to tell yeah. or to promote something or whatever the case them being involved in something that was so botched I don't see why you would even want to. To me, it seems like why they did it was more so they felt like they needed to. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think what initially happened, again, I don't know this, but this is just kind of what I believe took place just because, I, like I said, I don't see why a marketing team would want to make a documentary about, about something that they, fucked up that, that they were possibly culpable in yeah. or people might associate them with that. Like, you would want zero spotlight on that situation and nobody to think about you and fire festival in the same sentence yeah yeah but what i think but what i believe might have happened was the hulu documentary was getting produced they caught wind of it yeah they're probably like okay and they because even some of the same people that were interviewed were in both documentaries yeah they probably caught wind of it who knows, maybe they even like paid some people off that were working on the Hulu one. Like, who the fuck are y'all interviewing? What's going on? Maybe yeah. leak some information. And it's in the best interest of Netflix to be like, wow. This exactly. Is, this is good. In- we can make money off of this. We can not only make money off of this. You're a bigger platform. Yeah. You're a bigger platform. And that's your Hulu is your competitor. Yeah. Hulu is your competitor yeah. because Hulu and Netflix... They've been they've been kind of going toe to toe like yeah. and they've been like strategizing against one another kind of crazily like for instance when when Netflix recently raised their rates Hulu dropped theirs Oh shit I didn't know this I yeah. didn't know about Hulu Hulu dropped yeah. theirs and they made it very public like hey we're dropping ours so fuck those guys that are raising the price come over with us Yeah well, that's smart you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then and then yeah. Hulu, you know, they strategize differently because Hulu's pretty good at like getting like real, like getting things that have like a real fan base behind it. And, and even though the licensing might be very expensive, they pay it. Yeah. Like they have King of the Hill, they have South Park, they have Seinfeld. And if you go on Reddit and you like, like subscribe to like the South Park subreddit or the King of the Hill subreddit, man, there's a lot of people that fuck with those shows. Yeah. A lot yeah. of them. So they 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 definitely strategize against one another. So it would have been in, in Netflix's best interest to pick up that documentary. Yeah. And it would have been in Jerry Media's best interest to make a documentary knowing that that this one is going to get made and then put it out around the same time. Yeah. To sort of clear your name. And think if you think about it, isn't that the exact strategy that a marketing team would use? Yeah. That's the exact strategy a marketing team would use. Okay, yeah. that's going to be bad publicity. We're going to make something and put yeah. it on a bigger platform to yeah. get good publicity. Yeah. And Netflix is thirsty. This is in our best interest. This is in their best interest. Let's do it. And 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 that might and and they may have saved themselves with that documentary because yeah. like I said, more people know about the Netflix one than the Hulu one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you could kind of tell, I mean, obviously, with what you just said, which is it's in their best interest not to make themselves look bad. But and I enjoyed the the Netflix one. I did. I didn't. Yeah, I enjoyed both of them. Yeah. But it's just you. 
you you realize what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But not only that, like some of the stuff that I liked better on Fire Fraud, be, besides the fact that it wasn't so biased, was that the the things that were touched on were a lot better or, or, or deeper, deeper into what society, yeah, you know, what society is and, and where we're at, you know, in fucking 21st century, 2019. Why did this happen? How did it happen? So fire fraud did a better job at that. And, and, and I think why it did, a, I agree with that point, and yeah. I think why it did a better job is because they don't have a dog in the fight that's it's not biased whereas with the netflix one it is biased and see if you start to delve into the the nuances of marketing you have no choice but to eventually get to the point where you have to broach those situations and those topics of the millennial mentality and how you influence them. And yeah. why would a marketing team want to delve that deep into their science? You don't want to put that out there. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like the, 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 the non-biased party is like, I'm going to talk about it all. I don't, this is not, I'm not here to protect you. I'm not, which is funny. Cause the other day I was, uh, me, I, I was, um, with my mom and we were watching, um, uh, the the movie, great ass movie. I think I've talked about it before. Spotlight. Oh yeah, that's an amazing movie. There, yes. there, there's a there's a very 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 good part in that movie that like I really think it does a great job at breaking down the role of journalism. It's the part where the editor, the top editor of the newspaper, he's like the 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 Jewish guy from Miami that moves there, and he's not from the city. But he's badass and he like really wants to put out the good the good stories and the important stories. He meets with the cardinal of the city okay. and and the cardinal is kind of not bribing him or anything like that, but sort of more or less trying to influence him to not put out this story. Like it's yeah. already they've the, the church has already caught wind that they're working on this story about the Catholic priest messing with these kids and everything like that and the, the 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 cardinal says i think it's best when the great institutions of a city work together and the 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 editor very eloquently and in fucking great ass fashion was like no well i think it's best if a newspaper stands on its own that's the best way they could do their job yeah and 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 so with saying that, that is what you get from fire fraud, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a production that sort of stands on its own. Yes. Whereas the Netflix one, no, this documentary is associated with the marketing team yeah. that was behind this festival. Very slanted. Yeah. They most definitely have a dog in the fight. And it's and, good and, for people to know that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth noting. That's to me... Out of all of this, I'm surprised. Again, I mean, I'm uh, Pulitzer. Fuck with us. <laughs> nobody's saying. Nobody's talking about this. No, no. Nobody's no. talking about this from this angle, and and I I think it's astonishing. Yeah, uh, it, it is. And 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 uh, I mean, that's the one thing I loved that just just grasped my attention in fire fraud. That 
the Netflix version of it just didn't was it starts off when it says, okay, so you're a millennial, you're in your mom's basement and this, this and that. And you see all of these hot models and, and, and rappers in this video and you're co- and they're going to be in this festival. You want to go. Right. And then, and then right there, I'm like, damn, this is badass. Like this is already talking about some, some dope shit societal. And then, and then they start talking about FOMO, which is a uh, fear of missing out. And I didn't know there was, it was a term. No, I literally thought you just made that up right now. Yeah. FOMO, I never. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know. But I, one of the people were saying it and then they start doing the little meme thing where they show like FOMO, fear of missing out. And I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. They have memes on it and pictures. And I was like, what the hell? Oh, uh, so it's really a thing. I yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's like a, a coined term. Like I even looked it up to see and it's like on urban dictionary and then it's like even like webster's dictionary has like a, a definition for it let me see if i could you're one of them homosexuals right homosexuals <laughs> um well actually I, I i won't say webster's dictionary but when you put fomo on google it'll have its pronunciation it'll have the the actual definition it says anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media websites. I realized, and then this is like an example sentence, I realized I was a lifelong sufferer of FOMO. <laughs> Which is funny, because that is uh, a very telling sign of, of the times that we're in that like your phone almost dictates, I, w- I won't say you the phone, but social media dictates how you feel about things. And, and, and it's very interesting that on, if 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 you have listened to our show from the beginning, we've talked about this without even knowing this term. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about how like, fucking. I remember one one of the the gorilla that that was killed. Yeah. Uh, Harambe. Harambe. We talked distinctly about this situation about how like people really don't care about this gorilla. It doesn't affect them in any way, but because social media cares, you care now. Yeah. And now you're going to go protest. Now you're going to do, do do this. And it's like, it, it's it's a very interesting concept. So, it, you know what? It reminds me of just like a little a sidebar <laughs> yeah. from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, that conversation they have when all four of them are sitting at the table. And uh, and then uh, she, uh, Sarah Marshall's talking about that movie that she was in. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, Russell Brand's character uh, was his name, Aldous Snow. He's like, he's like, awful bloody movie, mate. It's like, what if your mobile telephone killed you? And he's like, and then, and then, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Jason Siegel's character. He's like, he's like, I try to tell her. He's like, you were the voice of reason. He, and and then and then <laughs> Mila, and then Mila Kunis is trying to like calm everybody down. It's like she's like, no, I get it. Like how we can rely on on technology. And it's it's funny because. That shit was meant to like be some like un- wildly unrealistic shit, and here we are in 2019, yeah. not that far away from something no. so fucking outlandish. Sir Marshall was right this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the Kanye West of the shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's like really, you know. And then and then if you deep dive deeper into it, and it's crazy that you're doing this uh, like English accent because Twenty One Savage is from the UK. So like, I wonder, like, what, like that shit. Did you see that shit? Yeah, he's, <laughs> on, on Twitter, like, that he uh, ice arrested him. Yeah, that shit's crazy. But anyway, let me get back to the fucking point, which is um, so FOMO. It's a coin term, 
we know now that it's kind of like a has to do with people not wanting to miss out, wanting to be in the in crowd, into the whatever everyone's into, and then and then here comes the trailer again. Oh, this is cool. This is awesome. This is then then they start talking about how like. And this is the thing that kills me when they start talking about how, like, oh, yeah, P- you know, we want to get, you know, the, you, you're a millennial. You want to get away from the whole presidential thing and this, this, and that. The, the Trump is president. and How just, weak. Yeah, it's all in the realm. And, and, th- and that's, like, one thing that you, like, said when we were watching that clip. is like, how weak-minded can you be that, that like, you, you let this shit even get to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Let let me let me give you give you an example of of what's wrong with everything in that statement that that guy was saying in terms of here you see all these models these beautiful people and here you are in in your parents basement this this and that what's what's your purpose because when you have a purpose and you have a goal and you have something that you're striving for your circumstance doesn't mean as much as what you're striving for and all of that stuff you're unfazed by. Yeah. You're unfazed by all of that stuff. It's like, okay, well, I'm I'm in a basement, but that's because I'm saving money. I'm in a basement because I'm cultivating a plan for a future for an empire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what's funny? What? Guess who said that in the documentary in Fire Fraud? If you had to guess who would have who would say something like that, who would say that? I don't know. You watched them, but it's so many people. I, I, yeah, I don't remember. The guy from fucking the the media company, the marketing company. Uh huh. So of course he's the guy who says that because he's. Oh, he's, you're. Oh, I thought you're saying who said, who said what I said. No, 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 no. Who, no. who you're breaking that? it down for what it is? Yeah. Oh, you're saying yeah. Who said that who? that you're living in your bit? Ba- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. Cold. He said it's cold in NYC. You, he's already painting a picture of how these kids feel because you're looking at how all these people react to shit on Twitter. So you're as 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 a marketer, you're like, oh wow, this is an avenue, right? Yeah. You're finding your avenues, and and it's crazy that the person saying that is the guy from. Uh, what, what is it again? Jerry uh, Media. Yeah, Jerry Media. Like, Fuck Jerry is their social media handle. Yeah, but but Jerry Media is like the actual company name. Yeah, it, it, but but it's not. But but why would he think that? Why would he think that? Okay, this is important to these kids. Well, why? Because everyone. And then this is another concept that f- that that uh, fire fraud, which is a Hulu documentary, delved into deeper, which was the influencer thing. Mm-hmm. Now. We pay attention to a lot of this stuff. We have a podcast. We're kind of forced to be on social media. I I could say that I'm a very shitty social media. I have a, I have a shitty social media presence because I don't give a shit about it. Uh, we we all do. Like we Same just don't here. care. Yeah. So, but we still know how the world works. We know how how things are, and if you know one of the Kardashians decide to post something every, uh, that, that's non-existent. No one knew about a brand that no one knew about overnight. That, that brand is going to be like the greatest brand. Oh, what? You don't have fucking audio apes apparel. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What? Oh, our shit will fucking fly what? off the racks. Yeah. Cause like now Kardashians are attached to it. Why is that? Again, the influencers, so an influencer is a person on social media who has a lot of followers yeah. and 
apparently are they're able to influence people to do shit. Exactly. But how does one become an influencer? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, th- like that's what's so crazy to me is <laughs> you don't influence me because I don't care about that cream that you have or or whatever it is that you're doing. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't care. But, and I guess the best part of me wants to believe that people don't care either, but it's not true. They do. They really do care. Yeah. Yeah. People care. And, and, and this was something that we were talking about before, before, uh, okay. So back to the story of how you told me to watch the documentaries. Right. And then, and, and what you were telling me about like influencers and all that, I brought up something that I always found interesting which was the fact that when when Jay-Z rolled out title they had the the green the the like neon no like aqua like a, green like a, like a turquoise or aqua yeah. yeah 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 so Coldplay decided to do it Beyonce decided to do it Kanye West so, so a lot of famous people that all of a sudden associated with title yeah they yeah. all posted and everyone was like what is this neon green thing and then all of a sudden that's how they rolled out title and then you're like, wow, it's funny that you say that because in this in, in, in this documentary they talk about how like the, they the had this orange, neon orange. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 I remember even us talking about about our uh, podcast. I remember our first one was orange, and what's our second one? The blue. It's blue. So real striking colors. We did our homework, but but it's funny because. They're talking about how like oh you're just scrolling scrolling because you you want to know everything you want to know everything you need something to just flash like, exactly, oh. and and I found that interesting too. Yeah, that it's an actual strategy. Yeah, it's it, it's a strategy that that like that works. You see something neon orange, all of a sudden, boom! You see a yacht, boom! You see this, boom! You see that, and and it and it reminds me of like how 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 powerful marketing could be. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd have. I think in, in, in it, so they have the neon orange color and all of a sudden it's a yacht and then it has like the top like five or top ten models mm-hmm. in that in that whole thing. So it has like Bella Habib. It has, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So there's who, so many. Yeah. yeah, who cares? But but people care about shit like that. Oh, that's that one bra that always wears this, you know? And you see that a lot in Snapchat. The other one, she fucked everybody. Right? <laughs> oh, look, they're swimming with pigs, and they're with jaw, jaw. <laughs> the shit. <laughs> the, the, how they played that uh, Chappelle clip. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I always found that uh, funny, and I remember my sister found that shit funny. So one time she sent that shit to me, and and I I, I fucking watched rewatched that that little bit. Where like they're talking about, I think it's Katrina, right? It's like, oh wow. Uh, so we're here at the aftermath of Katrina. We have Ja Rule here to tell you, you know, to 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 share his thoughts. And then he's like, who the fuck gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a moment like this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying she shows can- you how Chappelle was ahead of his time because yeah. essentially that's our position with all these influencers. Yeah. Is who cares what you think? Because when it really matters, the things that really matter, you have nothing to say about it. You you're you. You toe the line of safety with the yeah. things that really matter. So it's like, oh, I need Ja Rule to make sense of this shit. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Which is funny because, like, what's that girl's name? Uh, T- Tommy Lauren? Yeah. You remember how she got in that spat with Cardi B? Yeah. It's with 
Cardi B don't know what the fuck she's talking exactly. about. Exactly. As a matter of fact, we've you've said how like Tommy Lauren sometimes is weighing over her head with certain subjects. Mm-hmm. So even she's not innocent of of not understanding, not having a a, a good foundation sometimes in what she thinks because she's not looking at it. But her input on these topics is way more legit than Cardi B's. Twenty million times. Yeah. So, so like, I still go with with Tommy Lauren on this shit because she's a lot smarter, and this is what she does. Yeah, this is what she does. does. But even then, it's like we've noticed. Okay, this she could have tackled that better. But like Cardi B, you know what I'm saying? Like Cardi, who Cardi B? What the fuck do you know about foreign policy? You know what I'm saying? What do you know about foreign policy? Somebody. I can't remember if it was a, a, a Instagram post or a Twitter post or what, but somebody put something that I found hilarious. That whole little rant by Cardi B, yeah, and then uh, you know about the government shutdown and all that, and then uh, the the guy was like, "Yeah, well, this is all coming from a, a chick that raps about of uh, <laughs> uh, f- fucking for money and having guys eat her ass." So, like, yeah, what this <laughs> this means nothing to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, but it's it's true. Like, you're way out of your league. Please break down the differences between socialism and capitalism, ah, and why it. whichever one you pick to be better than the Her other. Her fucking one. head exploded already. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's basically what I'm saying. We've said this about LeBron. LeBron, you talk a lot of shit, but then when Laura Ingram talks to you about let's let's debate, you shut up and dribble. Yeah, you shut. Yeah, you <laughs> shut up and you dribbled. So yeah. like, so then be quiet then. So she wins. And, and Automatically yeah. by default, Cause now because you, you didn't show up. Yeah, and we said this before. Like if LeBron, if you would have went, if you would have had your good points, maybe I wouldn't have agreed with you. But you knew and were well informed about. All right, cool. I respect this dude. Now next time he says something, I could respect it. You know what I'm saying? But but no. So I'll never respect anything he says on a political level because he's never willing to to sit have a sit down. You know, you said this about Bill Maher a lot. You don't agree with Bill Maher's. Uh, political views a lot, but you like dude. You li- why 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 do you like dude? And why do I like dude? Because he'll sit with anybody. Sit with anybody. He's funny. He's 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 to an extent decent. You know, like yeah. you know, just the way that he he conducted himself with with um, and Coulter, he gets points yeah. because it Steve was decent. In, you know, absolutely. He'll sit down with anybody. He'd sit down with Trump. He sat down with um, the most dangerous faggot. Milo. Milo. Cool. So, yeah, we've been deplatformed for me saying faggot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but like, so so he sat down with all these people. And, 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 and he didn't die. They didn't fight. There was no, no brawl, you know. But to get back to it. It it, it 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 was it was a real interesting thing, like to me, like the fact that the neon orange, the selling the stuff, and then how like one thing that I found kind of interesting. Let me let me get back to. I want to read, and this was from from the fire fraud synopsis, because like I don't know how I why I was paying attention. Oh yeah, I know why, because I I thought I wanted to see who the director of fire fraud was, which I, I wasn't able to check i think on hulu it doesn't show mm-hmm. or maybe i just don't know how to use it but um in in trying to seek who who the who the director was because supposedly it's like award-winning directors on fire fraud and on the netflix one mm. so i just wanted to see who they were just to see you know sometimes when you like something you want to see more of that from the same director the yeah, same cast or whatever absolutely. 
and the synopsis was a very interesting synopsis. Uh, and and this was what what it was for Firefly. It was Firefly is a true <laughs> a true crime comedy exploring a failed music festival turned internet meme at the nexus of social media influence, late stage capitalism, and morality in the post truth era. And we both did not know. I've never heard of the term late. What what is it? Late stage capitalism. No, right. I you you put me on that yeah. right before the show as we were this was like a day before i was put onto it because i was like what is that i've never heard of that i mean i know what capitalism is but late stage what is this cancer you know yeah. what i'm saying like so I, I mean pretty much you you you'd think that it was because it's it's uh although it's not marxist in origin a lot of people who are into the the marxist writings and all that as we saw in the youtube video they've coined like i think what after world war ii capitalism from there all the way to today 2019 like it, i guess this is what would late stage what, what would be late stage capitalism so and and and, and so and from yeah. that video you showed me essentially it's describing the fallacies of capitalism yeah. consumerism exactly so you know and then and then wealth inequality like all that stuff all the 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 coined textbook highlighted phrases that like a leftist university professor yeah. would throw at one the is 2008 kind, financial is kind of embodied in yeah. this like late stage capitalism yes phrase and you know what i found interesting about it was as 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 you've said it's a coined term to kind of pinpoint what's wrong what are the inadequacies of capitalism and 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 all that stuff is is like one reaction that i found very interesting was was for fire festival um billy uh billy mcfarland he had like ridiculous prices for these villas i mean you're saying fifty thousand dollar packages mm-hmm. he had little bracelets i guess Cause that because it, it was going to be a cashless event yeah so you you put you you wire money to the bracelet yeah. and you just like scan and shit. So he sends an email list saying, "Oh, you should probably put like about three thousand on this, people. Whoever's going, you'll be fine. That way you scan it." <laughs> and people fucking bought that shit. Now what's uh <laughs> what's funny is that like, so you're paying fifty thousand for for a villa, you're paying three thousand on your thing. Um, that's just a lot of money. So. Yeah. It is. Yeah, right? So, like, I, I wouldn't pay no fucking 50000 for no goddamn festival. I don't care if Jesus Christ himself is there. I'll watch the YouTube clips. You know I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I don't care. So, I mean, it's just not a f- financially viable thing to do unless you're, like, a millionaire. And even then, that's kind of pricey. But whatever. And even then, you probably get in there free. Because what I found funny was a lot of influencers were begging to be there. Oh, I have to be there. I have to be there. Oh, please, please, please. And they're and, and they're falling into the, the 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 pitfalls of what the people that follow the influencers. Yeah. Oh, I have to be there. I'm an influencer. I have so it's like it's 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 all coming full circle. So they're desperate. They're buying that shit. And 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 little little do do they know is he's doing this as a marketing employee because he needs to pay. So he's backtracked now. He's backtracked. Yeah. I owe these people. I owe these people. I, owe, I need to come up with something. 
let me take three thousand from the people who are already buying these fucking and, villas. And they said, and from I forgot which documentary said it, but yeah. once he did that, he made like two million dollars just off that, just off the bat. <laughs> which is fucking. Think about that. You're putting three thousand dollars on a bracelet, and you're making how many millions? How many people are buying this shit? What are you doing? The power that shows the power of of social media. Yeah, because that's. That's all. That's how everything was communicated, and yeah. everything was put out there through social media. Nuts, nuts. But then, now that you want to coin late, late stage, or well, there, there's two terms. It's late stage capitalism or late capitalism, both of which are the same. Um, you want to coin that, but then on uh, what was funny on on Twitter, on social media, people were like, "Oh, these are rich kid problems." You're stupid. You're stupid enough to to buy that, and, and and to to buy into this this whole thing serves you good. Like that, I I. I so people were happy about it. Yeah, which so, is, which when that happens, that's a very leftist, socialist, communist mentality, because that mentality stems from the jealousy of having less than these people yeah and while it's silly and you know part of it is a little bit funny obviously like you know just how everything like transpired it's not right and it's not okay just because they're rich that that happened but your but your jealousy your envy it's 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 making that satisfying to you yes and 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 in making it satisfying for you, you're revealing how this situation is pretty much an oxymoron. You know, like, all this time you wanted a, a, to coin a term because it benefited you. Oh, I'm marginalized. That's why I wasn't able to go. Yeah. Now that it became a rich people problem. Oh, they're stupid. Serves them well. Well, you kind of made a case for capitalism because here I am selling you something. Does it serve you? Does it serve your best interest? You, as an individual, have a choice to buy this service. Right. No one's holding a gun to your head. That's that's what capitalism is. That's that's how you gauge prices. That's how when you go to Pete's Market, you're buying these tomatoes, but then there's the organic tomatoes that are made with less. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. how the market. Yeah, is set. I see what you're saying. All of a sudden, now that you're you're not affected by the negativity of this situation. You're a proponent of capitalism. Without even knowing it. Yeah. Like intellectually, you've just shit on yourself. If yeah. you could somehow clone yourself and then that clone shit on you. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's that's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> Your reaction was priceless because it's like you pictured this shit. <laughs> but but that's basically what you did like in in a debate it's like that would be checkmate like yeah. you're laughing at these motherfuckers and you're happy about this shit but you're really like you're for capitalism then motherfucker cuz like you're saying that this individual had the capacity to know that this is probably not a very good decision yeah. which is true like let's be real here this is fucking stupid fire festival like Lollapalooza, yeah. Exactly. Like, listen, you and I, we we love music. We do music. We create music. Yeah. And we listen to all genres of music across the board. Yeah. And there has never been 
one festival where the whole lineup I fucked with. No. Never been one where it's like every single act on there, I'm like, oh, this is worth it for me to go because I felt out. You know, the only time ever that there was, that there was, it wasn't a festival, it was a concert where every act, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. The Up and Smoke tour. Yeah. Where it was like, where, where, for the Chronic, it was like the Chronic, it was uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Snoop. Yeah. Dre, Eminem, Exhibit, like it's a travesty. We were little kids. Yeah, yeah, we were in fucking elementary school. There's no way we were making our way to that shit. Hell no. <laughs> so, but but that was that was my point. Is like, so all all you motherfuckers, you're there's no way us who are, were that into music. There's no way you can sell me on the idea that all these people that are attending like all of these acts or know their shit. Nah, you want you're going to get high. You're going to get drunk. You're going to probably try to get laid. And whatever, I'm not knocking you for all that if that's what you do. But is it worth the price tag of $50,000? Like, well, however many thousands you paid? Like, is it is it really worth that? Is that all that that you're trying to accomplish something you can't cultivate in another form or fashion? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So... It's in, it, it is yeah. it is about uh, it is about choice and about decision, and it is hilarious how the people that are mocking these people that got frauded, it's like oh yeah you should have been smarter. It's about choice and decision. But then when that same logic is used against your quote unquote plight, oh no, I'm marginalized. I'm a victim. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And so the whole thing sort of comes full circle. Yep. And basically, which is really like the the argument, if you wanted to make it like the simplest argument is individualism versus group thinking. That's capitalism versus socialism. And I'm going to pick individualism every time. It, 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 it's a hard thing, though. Like, I, I... Not for us, because I guess, like, since so young, we've been like that, and and... We've been blessed enough to be wise and observant about our surroundings and how that group think doesn't really lead to anything good. No. So in that regard, that's a beautiful thing. But it is hard. Individualism is very hard. Individualism means walking a lonely road at time. It means not being so cool, you know, like... Because the in crowd, there it's that's why it's called crowd. It's there's many of them, yeah. and you know. And I'll give you I'll give you an example. The other day at work, I uh, I was talking to somebody about finances. We uh, it, the whole thing started. The conversation started about gambling, and okay. they were like they they were like, oh, what sports do you like? And I was like, I like basketball. I like football. And I like boxing. I'm not as informed in boxing, but I enjoy the art of boxing. I enjoy the sport itself. Basketball and football, I am more informed about, but I'm not like one of these guys that watches ESPN all day long. Like I can't, I can't do that. Like I got shit to do. Like I can't, you know, I don't, I can't do that. And in my knowledge of those sports, I never feel confident enough to gamble because that was the whole thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, well, you know, because they were essentially saying, well, the way you break things down and you analyze things, it's like you would be a good gambler. 
was like, no, I don't think for the most part there's really such a thing as a good gambler because if you know anything about sports, you know that a lot of it is chance. Like you can never really predict. Yeah. I, you you can have an idea like, okay, the Rams, the Rams and, and the Patriots. I wanted the Patriots to win. I thought the Patriots were going to win. But the truth of the matter is that I didn't know they were going to win. So that's not something that I feel confident in putting money in. So in that, this person was like, this person was like, oh, so I, I see, I see your logic. And I was like, but, but the, their logic for gambling was to come up, to make money and like to try to come up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but when you say you come up, motherfuckers talk about, oh, I'm up a thousand five hundred okay yeah but how much are you down for the year yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and and so to me that's that doesn't make sense and then i was explaining to them i'm like for what you're down right now or that this money that you're moving around and and trying to cultivate and and do this and do that with i would just like every time i was going to put a hundred dollars in gambling i would take that hundred and i would put it in the stock market or something that i feel is more legit and something that I feel is less of a gamble yeah. based upon like the research and everything that I know. So now that conversation is evolving into finances and like saving money and everything. And then I started talking about this YouTube video that I saw where this guy's talking about like the 10 simple financial tips to freedom, to yeah. financial freedom. And um, somebody else that was listening to our conversation, he was like, man, you always talk about the shit that I'm going through. And he broke it all down. Like, very honestly, he's like, he's like, man, like, I work. I work a lot of overtime. And I don't save. I have nothing to show for it. No. And so him and I were having, like, a very meaningful conversation. I could tell this conversation, it meant a lot to him. It was mm-hmm. like, like, I need, I need this. Like, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. Just work and work and work and not have nothing to show for it. Because it's a beautiful thing to work and it's a beautiful thing to be healthy enough to work. And let's face it, life is work. Yeah. But it's one thing when you're working with the mindset of, oh man, like I'm working towards something. I'm seeing the fruits of my labor versus you're just in the trenches all the time. Yeah. Working, man. working and you stay in the tr- It's a totally different mindset totally different mindset totally different level of happiness and comfort and 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 upward it's just just a crazy crazy difference so we're having this conversation and you could see that as like this guy is trying to like get the the info the people around us it's like they're it's like they're constantly interrupting and like because what's happening is there's a moment where like there can possibly be a breakthrough because this person has done the hard job of looking at the situation, realizing that they don't want it to be like that. They're analyzing it and they're deciding to go through the tough mental and or physical or or emotional struggle of of facing the problem and trying to come out better on the other end. But that's individualism. But the crowd is like, no, no, like... Yeah. No, like because yeah, yeah. it's hard. You're seeing yeah. somebody doing what you don't have the balls to do. Yeah. yeah. You don't have the balls to do it. And it's the same thing with all of this, with all of this shit. Like FOMO, I don't give a fuck about missing out, motherfucker. Like I don't I don't care. Like 
<laughs> Who's there? Are is 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 uh, RX Phonics there? Is DC the Great there? Is is uh, Cornelius Big Baby Magnelius there? Like who the fuck is there? Like are my guys there? Vincanity, are you there? Right, because if my guys ain't there, is Matucci there? Like like who? If, if my guys ain't there, then I don't care about being there. Like where's Frank? <laughs> right, like that's what I'm saying. Like like are they there? Because if they're not there, then w- what do I care that I see all these people that I don't know popping bottles like? Is my family there? Is my mom? Is like who's there? Yeah. Who, why do you care? You, you Focus know, on your purpose. Make yourself better. Make the people around you better, and then y'all can have y'all own shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Now you made me kind of see, because that was like fucking a masterpiece the way you broke that shit down. And basically, it's like it's like looking at a guy in LA Fitness, right? And dude swole as fuck. And you're like, how the fuck do I get that? How do I do this? And like, to him, it's second nature. Dude's fucking doing pull-ups with right. his pinkies. Exactly. <laughs> you're just like, you barely do a pull-up. Right, just, just with, with everything. Your, your, with everything. You need somebody to lift you up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> look at me now. So like, you're like, what the fuck? It's basically, that's what finances is like. It's like exercise. Like, if you don't practice that, or if you stop practicing it, you become shitty at it again. So, and being in like for individualism, it's like you need to, you, you kind of like you're on your own almost, right? Yeah. Like, I got to do this shit. I got to do this shit. I got to do this shit. Every day, I got to do this shit. All right, cool. I'm here. I got to be better now. I got to get swoller. Maybe I'm not getting swoller physically, but my pockets are. Yeah. It's, it's the same mentality. And, and, and I see what you're saying now. Like, it's easy. It's easy to kind of fall into the group thing, cause it's comf- It's comfortable. It's very comfortable. It's like a fucking couch, just re- ready to just have you just sit down and lay down and watch some TV and chill out. And oh, this is way easier than going to the fucking gym right now. But that that what happens is you because because in that just sitting down, there's no goal or purpose associated with. You start to seek the highs of the extreme the validation because you need it because there's nothing else. And that's why in one of those documentaries, I believe it was in the fire fraud documentary, which is the Hulu one where they talk about that, that plane that, that that, where they take private pictures, they take pictures on a private plane. So it's like you pay for the service to go on a private plane, which never even leaves the ground. Mind you, it's not even, you're not even in the air. You just get on the plane, you take, you dress up with whatever clothes you're going to dress up and you take pictures so you could post on social media to make it look like you're living a way more lavish lifestyle for what? You're yeah. paying for this shit for what? To to give validation from people Damn. To, to 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 quench the thirst of you not being shit. Yeah. When when if you were something and I'm not saying be big, you don't even you don't have to be the Tom Brady because believe me, very few people in life will be Tom Brady. Yeah. Very few people in life will be millionaires. Very few people in life will be LeBron James's or the greats. But that doesn't mean you won't be happy, but you got to try at something. Yeah. And that that kind of reminds me of of one of the things in uh Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of How to Not Give a Fuck is when you are your soul is intact and you're working on something and you have your goals and you care about the right things you become content with the humdrum middle like you don't need an extreme party 
or a million likes on Facebook or a million likes on Instagram to be happy because you're solid. Your your foundation yeah. is solid yeah. because the, the truth of the matter is that most of life does happen. And I've said this before from that book. Most of life happens in the humdrum middle. Yeah. Not every day is a party. Not every day is a vacation. So if you need that to be happy, you'll never be happy or you'll be happy very seldom. You should be happy every day. You should be happy every day. You should yeah. be able to just have a conversation with a friend and be happy. Be at work and be happy. Yeah. Be on your way to work and be happy. Be on your way from work and be happy because that's life. Yeah. That's what life is taking place right then and there. And, and, and it's funny because, as you know, one of my favorite shows is King of the Hill. And there's a part where um, there's one episode where it's the episode. I don't know. The, can't remember the name of the episode, but it's the episode where Luann moves out and she's like learning to like she has to pay bills and she has roommates and they're horrible <laughs> yeah. and everything like that. And so she's back at Hank's house and they're talking and it, it's sad because in the show, the monologue gets cut off. He gets interrupted. But Hank pretty much does like this little monologue about how Hollywood will never make a movie about a guy like him because no. to them, that's boring. But he's really like a hero. Like this is a guy that cares for his family. He's responsible. He's a great friend. He takes care of his friends. He's an asset to his community, an asset to his profession. Yeah. Nobody will you won't they won't make a movie about a guy like that. Yeah. But but that guy is important. Yeah. Hell yeah. That guy and and it's important for that guy. You see that that guy is a happy guy. That guy is a fulfilled guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and, and then it, it really makes you start thinking about the reasons why it seems that like we live in 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 an era where more people are nihilistic. Because they don't get it. They don't. They don't get that. It's all shit. This motherfucker's in Vegas. Not I'm at not. work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because you don't find the solace in the fact that you're living your life and you're happy, and they, they, you're working towards something. That's something that you're working towards just to look better for everyone else. Yeah. And you're never gonna satisfy people. And then, and then, when you're like that, you learn. That when you do finally get to Vegas, you don't feel the need to post it because yeah. you were happy before. You're happy now. Like it's the level of happiness hasn't changed. So if I'm if why am I going to post something in Vegas when I don't post stuff when I'm on my way to work and I'm just as happy? Like yeah. I don't need to be in Vegas to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The happiness it's it may be a different type of happy. It, it's like a you know or different level of relaxation or whatever the case. But you're still that same solid person is still there wherever wherever you're at. Yeah, and that's why like selfies is they kind of. I mean, it's a normal thing. You take a selfie, but like I hate it when it's like a constant thing. Like all oh, selfie here, selfie. Oh look where I'm at. Yeah. Oh look, because it's almost like enjoy the moment. Sometimes you know what my social cue is is like everyone's taking the videos. So I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should take a video for memory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's a social cue because people are doing it. But a lot of people do it because they, oh, I'm here, mm -hmm. I'm here. And it's like, it's such a small little thing that people might not pay attention to, but it shows a lot about the person, you know? Yeah. If, 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 if you see a person that all they have on Instagram is just selfies, 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 ain't nothing, 
really, you know, about those selfies that tell you something about them, you know? Anytime I've posted, you know, like, for the most part, it's like, oh, I'm podcasting. Ta-da, I'm podcasting. Yeah. Go listen. This is cool. It's a good convo, you know, or like. like And uh, and you're also offering something other yeah. than just look at me. Yeah. You're offering, like, these <laughs> chicks. Me. These chicks that, like, on Instagram and all that, look at my tits, look at my ass. All right, but, like, are you offering it? Like, yeah. is there anything good? Because other than your, your, the 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 thought philosophy that that's in the caption yeah. you ever notice like some of those those pictures that are taken have absolutely nothing to do with the philosophy that is in the caption like oh yeah, yeah. it's thought philosophy that's what like how i look at it. it's like <laughs> not thoughts like thoughts like thinking like thoughts like t-h-o-t that hole philo- over there it, it's it's thought philosophy it's like like the bitch is like uh, uh, like, uh, you know, fucking with her ass out and and her tits out, and it's like, uh, uh, in this time of economic uncertainty, you have to find stability in yourself. Yeah, well, that picture fucking highlights that shit perfectly. Like yeah. you, great. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. That ass has really shown me something about <laughs> how I should feel right you now. You know, like what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why is your ass out? Now, one thing I, I would I, I'd like to kind of uh, bring it back to in terms of like the the late stage capitalism, uh, because obviously, like while we are proponents of capitalism, there are you know fraudsters out there and and, and people that take advantage of of certain things, and I would say definitely Billy McFarlane falls into that especially due to the lack of transparency. But from everything that I gathered from both documentaries, it doesn't really seem like he set out to fraud people at the beginning. It seems to me like he set out to really have something, but he was just in over his head. And even one of the documentaries highlight how like it hit him when it was a failure and he was like crying and like he understood it was a failure. I don't think that as a con man... That would be a reaction you would no, have? No, because from the get-go, you know what you're on. Yeah. Way in over his head, yes. Absolutely. And and like you said, he does fall under the con man thing because, like, you are an idiot. What yeah, are you doing? And, you're and stealing the, money. And there was just such a lack of transparency that it's like, when you see this is not working, why are you steady borrowing money and taking money from people? That's when you put your hands up. This is not working. Yeah. Do your best to pay the people back that that you know aren't going to get a return on their investment or or you know refund the people that that purchase tickets or whatever. Try to make it right, but but that's where like you didn't do that. That's where you know you would fall under the 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 fraudster thing. But I don't think that it was set out to be that. And I think a lot of times one of the criticisms of capitalism is that like all these capitalists are Billy McFarlane's and no, that's not the case. Yeah. But there will be like, there will be Billy McFarlane's. Yeah. Because you also have to understand that when you put human, the human touch to it, like there's going to be, there's going to be like the people that go on the fringe and don't give a fuck and are heartless. And, but that's anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like there's the Billy McFarlane's, there's the fucking Maduros. Or the Fidel Castro's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Fidel, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
So so at that point, it's like what game plan is better, you know? And and that that you do make a very valid point. Like not every capital like capitalist or per- person that 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 seeks to 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 delve into free enterprise and create something are set out to and disenfranchise and, people. And and if to answer your question, what game plan is better? It's definitely the capitalistic one because at the end of the day, it still boils down to choice. Sure, you shouldn't be lied to, but you like for instance billy mcfarlane has a name so now so in when billy mcfarlane gets out of jail because he got sentenced to six years so he will be out of jail and a lot of people in both documentaries agree that dude will probably come up with some other thing down the road to try to make money whatever it is if it's a capitalistic venture Whoever engages still has the choice whether or not to engage in it. Yeah. And it's up to one to do their due diligence about fucking with dude. Yeah. And so even if you were going to go down and, 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 and adhere to the terms of this uh, late stage capitalism, there's still choice associated with it. Yeah. And that's always better than no choice. Exactly. Well, I'd say that's our episode four this week thank you guys so much for listening hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed talking about it the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening we are on all major podcast platforms our music is on all major music platforms we're out peace peace